Hey, security peeps, we are back with another edition of Breaking Into Cybersecurity. I am Renee Small, cybersecurity super recruiter, helping demystify cybersecurity careers for Cybersecurity Awareness Month, which is this month in October. I have other cybersecurity super recruiters with me here today, so this is super exciting. Um, however, I want to start off by introducing my co-host. Say hi to everybody, Chris. Hey everyone, I'm not a super recruiter, but I'm here to join anyway. He's an adopted one. He's adopted. <laughs> then you met her here before, Danny Barker. Say hi to everybody, Danny. Hi everybody. Danny is back. And she brought a friend today. So you have another friend here, Jen Jones. Say hi to everybody, Jen. Hi, everyone. Cool. So we are here today to talk about a couple of different topics that we've seen come up over um, the past few months, I would say, as we um, have been in COVID and, you know, people are uh, at home more, obviously, doing a lot on social media. Um, and today, I think some of the takeaways that we want to talk about are around social media and your profile when you're looking for opportunities. So do's and don'ts there. Um, and then kind of getting into more around Jen and Danny, the reason why I want to bring them on is because they have both worked in super large organizations. So a lot of times, you know, we get feedback and, and um, information from people working in smaller organizations, um, you know, that they can somewhat be more nimble. Um, and a lot of things that come up, I, I can provide my experience from working in mostly large organizations, but these two have worked in like the behemoths of organizations where tens of hundreds, tens of thousands of employees, probably even maybe up to a hundred thousand employees, and they can really like share their expertise when it comes to recruiting, what they look for as sourcers and recruiters, what a sourcer is, if you even, you know, if you don't know what a sourcer is. So that's where we're going to get started. So the kickoff question is for today, um, do's and don'ts for cybersecurity uh, professionals and all professionals on social media. Who wants to start? I, I, I can. Um, well, awesome. So as a sourcer, the, um, I don't think people really know who we are or what we do. But essentially, we scrape the internet for any information on candidates that we're looking for. And I don't think people understand the impact of social media. And um, so we have certain tools that can link accounts. Um, we can find any of your social media presence. Um, and I've seen some pretty crazy stuff that people post online. And once you post it, it's there forever. Um, I guess there's this kind of sense that you can have like a, a ghost account, but if it's linked to your email, we can find it. So it's, um, people, I, for some reason, there's, there's things, I, I'm very active in Reddit and I see um, some pretty negative comments in the recruiting process. And I don't, I don't think that candidates understand that we can see that. <laughs> and um, yeah, Facebook, Link, LinkedIn, LinkedIn is a professional network, and that's another place. Uh, people who are trying to break into social social security, 
cybersecurity, sorry. Um, they need to understand that what they're posting, especially a big thing right now is people are getting into arguments about political issues. And you can't do that if you're wanting to get into cybersecurity. That's, that's um, and I know Danny can speak to this. You see like full conversations where people are essentially like, screaming at each other, you know, getting into full arguments and they're looking to get into cybersecurity. I'm going, mm, maybe not. It's so, just, you, you gotta watch what you're saying. You gotta, you know, if you're wanting to be a cybersecurity professional, you gotta be Switzerland on social med media, you know? You don't post your personal opinions about things. Don't get into arguments with people. Don't post negative things about your recruiting, uh, the recruiting process on um, social media or specific recruiters that you're working with, you, you got to really watch what you're doing. So, and um, I'm sure Danny can speak to that too, because I mean, I, I know I have several tools that will link any account associated to an email address and I can go in real quickly and see um, what people are posting. And also whenever I'm scraping the internet for specific candidates, if it's a, you know, um, a, high level clearance or one of those purple squirrel positions, you know, I'm going to dive a little bit deeper to make sure this is a good candidate that I'm submitting. And when I do a Google x-ray search or on a specific candidate, I can find any and everything that you've posted on you, unless you have it taken down and completely removed. So just be very mindful because um, we can find a lot of details. <laughs> I, I don't think that people are fully aware of this. Uh, Danny, do you want to chime in? Um, yeah, like in regards to um, people don't really understand the ramifications. Um, like Jen was saying, you know, LinkedIn is supposed to be just for professional. And yeah, and we see people posting just, uh, you know, political things that it just like it doesn't need to be on there um yes I, I see bruce made a comment that you know being in security is also being in politics to a certain extent yes i agree um but it doesn't need to be um uh on linkedin you know uh, especially during the job search um and then as uh, in bigger corporations people need to understand that we have um, a lot of uh, compliance that we have to observe um, in, in the whole process because we have so many applicants or we're scraping and we have to do so many different things behind the scenes. Um, and sometimes we already have people in place. So then we have to um, kind of pause and have candidates reviewed, especially if we're dealing with a, you know, full scope poly role or, or something. And sometimes we have to pause because we can't get reach um, our hiring managers because of where they're where they're located even. Um, so it can be take us a couple of weeks sometimes to get feedback on a candidate, which is unfortunate, but that, you know, we can't reach them. Um, and that's just the nature of dealing in cybersecurity with um, within clearance, the clearance field. Um, I think Jen's probably had that happen to her a couple of times as well. Mm -hmm. um, and just be aware of what you're posting as well as on your resume. Um, because those of us who are the, we're kind of the hardcore deep recruiters, we do, we can scrape websites like you cannot believe, and we can track down information on you. Um, and we do delve very, very deeply. We, we can do a lot more than what the normal corporate recruiter can do. 
So I want to make a couple, there's a couple comments coming in. I think this is so powerful and so important um, that you're talking, that you're both here to talk about this, um, especially around scraping, because I don't think people fully even understand how, you know, where their footprint goes. And it, uh, it would behoove you, especially as a security professional, like really to understand all of this. Um, and to, to, to a lot of your points, the, the, you know, the, um, company shaming, things like that. And then, or just, just making some, uh, comments that could be potentially looked at in one way or the other, um, could have you, um, remove, potentially removed from the process and you don't even know why, or like not being, um, chosen. And if that's, it's your prerogative to do that, just be prepared, um, for the ramifications of posting certain things online. But so I'm going to get into some comments. Go ahead, Chris. I was going to say, just to add to that quickly, um, if you want some examples of what's possible, look at the, the documentaries called The Great Hack that show how um, social, I mean, political parties have been able to manipulate data posted on social media, as well as these big data sets to target people. And if they could do that at a political party, that means those big data aggregators are also selling that data to other people. Um, so even though you might delete it from those social sites, mm -hmm. um, once scraped into those big data sets, it's already there. Um, so while you could go back and try to clean up your image, um, it still could come back and haunt you. Absolutely. And to that, um, you have to also understand that when we're looking for people who break her, to go into maybe an entry level role or to get a clearance, um, when you go through the clearance process, they're going, the security officers and the um, background investigators, they're going to look at your social media presence. They're going to, they're going to dive deeply into that. And um, yeah, it would, you wouldn't believe what people just leave out there in the open. So even if you, and again, if you want to clean up your image, if it's already out there, it's out there, you know, and the um, background investigators can find it. Now, yeah. yeah, sourcers, we may not dive as deep in detail, but that's one thing we do look for. If, if I see somebody trying to get a clearance and I, and I just click on their profile and see all this negative stuff, I know that that's going to be an issue in the process. Yeah already a challenge before even before you even get in the door. Right. So a couple of comments and then I want to go into what sourcers are because I don't even think people fully even fully understand what it means to be a sourcer. So some of our folks that are here today, Jonathan Harris, good morning. Paul, I'm going to call you Paul O. Hi everybody. Tucson, my favorite, favorite person. Hi Tucson. Uh, Danielle is here. Peter, hi, Peter. Um, let's see who else is here. Bruce made a comment about being in security. Uh, Danielle wants to know, what about talking about the cybersecurity aspect to question one in Massachusetts? I don't know. Oh, actually, you know what? Before I get to her comment, hold on. Sean wants to know, what about not having a social media account at all? I don't see any objections to that. You just have to be able to speak to your reasons why. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't have a huge, I mean, I have a LinkedIn, but I, and I don't, 
I don't really post a lot of anything regarding my personal opinions on social media. I don't have many social media accounts. I did, you know, years ago, but not anymore. And and I, I guess at this point, I started realizing that people were tagging me and stuff and things that I made, you know, I had to put all these security measures in place because I didn't want anybody to think, you know, um, well, I don't, I don't obviously post anything political. That's, um, but you know, you get tagged and stuff and then people are starting to, when you get tagged and stuff, then all of a sudden, you know, when you're being neutral, you start getting tagged, you know, from one direction to another direction and you're going, whoa, 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 whoa. That's not me. These are people tagging me and stuff. And, um, and yeah, there are ways that you can try to prevent it, but I noticed that I was that I started getting tagged in all kinds of stuff, and so I just went, nope, done. So, um, but yeah, I don't think that not having a social media present, I don't think that's a bad thing at all. Um, you know, yeah. Cool. Ricky from Empower says, "Hey, Danielle, um, what about talking about the cybersecurity aspect to question one in Massachusetts? I don't know what Danny Danielle means by that." Danielle, can you clarify? Do, do any of you know what that means? What's going on? No. Okay. Danielle, can you clarify that? Okay. James McGovern, former chief security architect for a Fortune 100 organization looking for opportunities. Uh, Habubu, Habibu, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, says, what if you don't have any other account besides LinkedIn? Oh, that's fine. Yeah. That's absolutely fine. Just watch what you're posting on LinkedIn. Yeah. Right. Um, James says, are you scraping for political leanings? No, no, but we stumble on a lot of stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, um, I, I've stumbled on things where somebody would, you know, uh, participated in a, um, a protest and they, they burned down somebody's place. Um, I, I wouldn't oh, be, um, yeah, I mean, and, you just need to be aware of, you know, what, what you're putting out there because um, chances are someone like Jen or myself, when we're looking for someone, um, like if they are in the process um, or being considered for investigation for, a, you know, for a clearance, they're not going to, you know, that might flag them. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And um, some of the things that I've seen is, especially recently, like, people being degrading toward one another on LinkedIn because of their political affiliation. And if you're, you know, looking to get into cybersecurity, you, you, you have to be neutral. You can't post your political beliefs and you certainly can't get into arguments with people. You don't know who's reading that post. You don't know if that could be a recruiter thinking of you for a potential opportunity. So, and um, you have to be able to represent the company that you're going to work for. And that's not a good representation of that company. Right. I think one of the things that I I um I would add in here, and James says, you know, does this mean one should lose their first amendment rights to talk about issues of common good? Um, and I don't believe that anybody should lose their first amendment right, but I always I, I tend to I tend to say, think about this as like when you are in your office, if you were in a physical office location, because I think people tend to think like online, you know, this is the world. A, when you're in a physical office location, 
whatever comments you make about whatever political affiliation, whatever you want to say, is typically in a smaller group. You're likely not the person with the mic at the, you know, <laughs> the company, uh, you know, the town hall making a big, huge announcement for the whole company to see and hear what your opinions are. Um, and everybody has a right to say their opinions, but you think about like how that could be, um, if you were in person, would you be making these comments? Would you be getting into these arguments in your cafeteria with people? Would you be making um, comments like that, you know, super loud, like argue, arguing? Because on online, it really looks like an argument when people sometimes mm -hmm. are going back and forth. Would you be having a, a, an argument like this in a cafeteria? Um, in front of the president of the company or the CEO or your SVP or whatever. So I want people to kind of think through like these are the, the when when it's looked at, you know, from the outside looking in, it's like, whoa, if this person, if this is how they are operating, you know, from online, especially like in a LinkedIn forum, for example, which is supposed to be like your professional kind of box, then what happens? Um, Perception. Um, exactly. Exactly. And the perception is really the piece. So a couple of great comments coming through here um, that I want, I definitely want to um, to continue to add. And I think Chris had a comment too, right, Chris? Yeah, I was going to say similar to what um, one of the comments is from Roger. Um, he's mentioning that the First Amendment really only applies to the government infringing on the public and not reserved for the private sector. Totally agree there. Um, when it comes to pub, uh, commenting publicly online, I personally will still provide thoughtful feet, uh, thoughtful commentary to a subject. That doesn't mean I'm going to be aggressive. That doesn't mean I'm going to be degrading. I'm going to thoughtfully think about what I answer as if I were in a professional setting and that's how I would respond. Um, I, I don't think that you should limit your beliefs, but um, if you're going to be able to defend the comments that you give speaking to a hiring manager and speaking to a recruiter with um, in a professional setting, I, I don't see why you can have that comment online as well. You right. just have to be able to defend why you said something. And right. be prepared, like just be prepared that this is what everyone is seeing. It's not hidden, it's not behind the scenes. It's not like it's gonna be in, you know, it's not some small room where, oh, Danny told me behind the scenes, we had a private conversation or we were, you know, we were talking in the cafeteria and now, no, this is, this is, it's out there posted for the world to see. Um, okay, so tons and tons of comments, goodness gracious. Okay, uh, all right, let me go all the way up here. I wanna try to make sure I get through a bunch of different comments. Uh, Roger makes a comment, uh, Cambridge, Cambridge Analytica. Uh, the current candidate for the Supreme Court is learning that now too. Um, so I haven't been able to watch those, but curious about that. Craig Evans says, hi. Hi, Craig, you were awesome the other day. Um, Craig was on the show either yesterday or the day before. Um, Stellar, what tools or software do you use to dig deep into social media and scrape site? We can't give you the secrets. Come on now, <laughs> Stellar. That's why we get paid the big bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Give it out just understand that it's out there <laughs> it's out there <laughs> watch cambridge analytica and you'll see the big companies that collect all that information yeah Jen, <laughs> I, I will say jen is is one of the best in the industry if you want if you guys want to follow somebody fantastic jen is one of the best hands down 
Cool. So Danny as well. Shoot, I've learned so much from her. So <laughs> yeah, Dan Danny is a guru. I mean, she's it, fantastic. So yeah. absolutely. You you don't want to know what these what these ladies are up to. <laughs> we honestly they have the fingers. Okay, so Craig Evans says, do you search generically and see what you come across, or do you have criteria to follow? Uh, like it, it depends. Yeah, I mean, if it's a specific job rec, you know, we know okay, this person needs full scope poly, or um, you know, and then we break it down by the tech stack and whatever requirements must haves. Um, and go from there when we're searching for people, if that's what he's, if that's what Craig's referring to. Yep. Um, and I also want to add that uh, sometimes it's based on like, if you know that a person when, when, when recruiters are recruiting for, especially the full scope poly, certain, certain types of levels of clearance um, and you know, you know, that, Hey, that this per this is likely not going to, you know, get approved or move forward. Um, in that case, there are some some criterias, you know, like if people potentially have like, I know, for example, with a search that I was doing, like dual citizenship, certain things that we, you know, it's like this person's probably, if they're clear, potentially not clearable. So um, I know that, and, and I, I don't touch, I don't go deep down like these ladies do. So I can only talk about my little limited experience, but for the limited experience I had, it was very much, you know, gotta be a US citizen, gotta be, you know, like a couple things that are definitely um, surface level and then they start to go down deep. Um, so Danielle wants to know, uh, so with the, with the first question is about the right to choose your mechanic also opening up all your personal data in your car to small mechanics that can be exploited. So I think that goes back to a law in uh, Massachusetts where it, it focuses on the right to repair and the right to repair also means granting consumers access to um, tracking information that companies might have. And by opening that up, it allows mechanics and things to look at all that tracking information. I think that's what it all revolves around, but that those data sets don't tend to get collected as much in, in these big sets. Um, but that doesn't mean that they aren't being resold. Um, that, that, that's what I would say to, to that topic. Um, but I don't think it relates as much um, to the conversation that we're having about posting on social. Okay, cool. Abibu wants to know how uh, how can he find an internship, a full time job as a recent twenty twenty grad with a master's in cybersecurity? That one comes up a ton. Chris, you want to jump in with that? I, I, I would say, I mean, follow all the shows that we've been talking about. I mean, <laughs> Renee has so far fifteen um, different episodes just this month as to ways that you can do that. Um, and as Craig said yesterday, it's really about your passion and being brave and going out and finding it. Um, there's no cookie cutter approach to doing this. Um, and the more you can stand out from the crowd, the better your chances are. Weaponize. In a positive way. In a positive way. Weaponize social media for your career in a positive way. In a positive way. And that's, I'm quoting Chellen from South Africa who was on last week talking about that. So Shaw Briggs says, I got in an argument over 10 years ago on the topic of religion on Facebook. I don't really ever post anything on social media except YouTube. And normally it is me trying to get information. And I know Shaw adds in, uh, 
I would not consider what I said to be considered toxic, but the guy I argued with was way out of line. What are your thoughts with him? I, I, unless you're going into a politically sensitive role, uh, it might not affect you, but it, it's all about the eye of the beholder, right? Um, Jen and Danny could look past it, but the hiring manager that sees some of that information can have a totally different opinion. So um, post with caution. Yeah, and the you know, like on Facebook, um, like some of us use it for just to keep in touch with our family and stuff, but I recommend locking it down if because you don't um recruiters do crawl all over your Facebook page and they'll 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 take snapshots and 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 you know use it sometimes and you know most companies are supposed to be um unbiased but unfortunately there there is bias um and I just as a safety precaution I would recommend just locking it down and check your security settings as well to speak to that because um, I've seen issues where, you know, there's an update or something changes and um, all of a sudden some of your stuff becomes public. Also, get, when people tag you and stuff, they may not have um, that as a, that may not be private and secure. So maybe um, turn off all your tagging. You have to, you, you'd have to lock it down. You have to lock it down and prevent a lot of um, outliers that could happen on social media. Twitter and, Twitter and Facebook are really known for the resetting of your, your security settings. So those yes. would be the areas that I'd focus on um, just doing a, a, a security check every once in a while. Right. Yeah, um, tuna. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a question about this. I'm curious. If uh, a person ha is being tagged on things, like, for example, I get tagged on stuff all the time that I'm not necessarily, you know, it's not harmful per se, but, you know, I don't personally know the person or, you know, ask to be tagged. Does, is that looked at negatively if you either don't make a comment? Like, sometimes I just, I disengage. Like, I don't make a comment. I don't say anything about it. Um, but being a voice, you know, doing these lives and things like that, people tag me on various things. Um, is the, how is that looked at if you're just being tagged, but it's not necessarily, um, um, you know, a volatile topic or. I think as long as like it's that. not a volatile topic and you're comfortable with it, it's fine. You just got to watch, you know, what people are tagging you in. Um, and that I, I have security measures so that when I get tagged, I can. Um, remove myself or completely, I have to review every single tag um, to make sure that I'm not being tagged in something that would allude to any political, religious or anything controversial. I don't, I don't want any, I don't want to touch it. <laughs> mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. um, yeah, you just need to put some security measures in place. And again, Facebook and Twitter are notorious for changing those security measures so go on and check it every few months to make sure. What I do um, is I do the public, what the public can see. Um, there's a way that you can look at any of your social media profiles and see what the public is seeing on you. Um, obviously, most of us are going to have it set to private. And um, yeah, so see what the public is seeing on you. Do that every couple of months and make sure whatever's public on you is neutral. Mm hmm Mm -hmm. So um, I think this might be Leighton. 
Layton says hello here. Layton, <laughs> you're supposed to be on here, Layton. Don't say hello from the shadows. Um, <laughs> but, uh, and I don't know if this is, is Layton making this comment, but what are your thoughts on using LinkedIn's open to work designation in your profile picture? Yes, Good, please. Bad, neutral. Please post it. Honestly, yeah. I look, I, there's a filter whenever I'm sourcing for me and I can put it in my Boolean string to, for open to work just to see um, who's going to be gonna more effective. Call yeah. if I call email, so I like it. I like it. I love it. it it's it's thumbs up. Please put it on there. It, it helps us know that you are going to be receptive to us reaching out to you. Right. Right. I would agree. I, I, I love it. And especially if you're actively looking and it's a role that you're trying to fill immediately, um, you know, going to people who we know can jump into something relatively quickly. Some of these roles have very fast turnover. Um, and we want to, if, if we know that you're open and active, then, you know, you'll respond quicker and things like that. So I'm, I'm all for it too. All for that. Um, okay. So Sourcing. Okay, stick to the skills. A couple more comments. Goodness, I didn't realize that this was going to be such a live wire discussion here. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, James again. James, you got a lot of questions. Is it bad for candidates to comment positively about issues such as Black Lives Matter or would this be viewed as negative? It could go either way. Um, but, you know, um, if you got somebody who's going around uh, protesting and burning stuff, um, you know, and you're posting about it proudly and you got pictures showing, you know, selfies of it, probably <laughs> gonna go. <laughs> um, you know, I'm and dying for you to show me that, Daddy. That's yeah. Oh man. <laughs> Some of the stuff I've come across with candidates. Yeah. 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 For, yeah Jen and I have had interesting. Oh, I think she, Danny, are you there? She's frozen for a little bit. So Jen, you want to talk a little bit about it? Yeah, I, I, I don't see anything bad with being, you know, posting positively. But again, you know, be mindful of what you're saying. Um, just be mindful that obviously you're not posting anything derogatory or anything of that nature. So staying positive and um, I'm all for inclusivity. Um, 100% all for it. So just yeah, be mindful of what you're posting and um, what you're being tagged in again, um, because some of that stuff can go um, way. He was alluding to to the protesting and the um, burning things down. Make sure you're not going to be in anything like of that nature. But um, absolutely, posting you know positive things. I think that's fine. Yeah. Danny, did you want to add anything else? I know you got. Um, yeah, I'm sorry, I got kicked off for a second. But um, yeah, I mean, just be positive. That's that's the main thing. I mean, I know for some people, it's um, and I, I'm a multiracial woman. I believe in you know in our rights as Americans, but at the same time, yeah. still the common you know um, decency, I guess, is the way of putting it. So um, be positive. Companies want to see people that are going to be you know productive members of their company and give give to the company's um growth so it's it it's not what you're going to necessarily be taking from them they want to see what what can you add to them mm -hmm. yeah Danny, you you hit spot on there um company culture if 
what you're saying doesn't fit into the company culture, that could be your disqualifier right there. Um, and the company culture could be good, it could be bad. Um, if it's against what you believe in, it's probably better that they disqualify you for that. Um, but if it's a company you really wanted to work for, uh, just think about how that affects um, their view on you. I would add that um, I remember earlier this year, a young lady who I believe was a Harvard grad who um, posted something on Twitter. And I don't know if it was, um, I don't know if she said Black Lives Matter. She said something and she had an offer from Deloitte and it got reneged. They pulled it. Um, so, you know, when, when people are saying, be careful, these are the things that are happening. Um, and I can't, I don't remember all the specifics, but she said something that was, um, you know, that had, um, that clearly didn't align with her future employer. And so she ended up being removed from the company before she even started. So that's kind of, you know, where we are with this and why we're, you know, saying like, be careful. So I don't know who made this comment. It might be um, Leighton again. Stick to the skills of the job. Um, but Leighton says, I use my proprietary silo to look at your behavior and comments on social media. Be careful. Um, Bruce makes a great comment. Never talk politics, race, or religion in an interview. So it's so funny that you say that, Bruce, because then people put it all over social media. So yeah. interview, you know, it's like social media is the pre-interview. Would right. you all agree? Absolutely. It is the pre-interview. Yeah. Absolutely. That is 100% true. If you won't say it in the interview, if you won't say it um, to a director at the company you're looking for, don't post it on social media. Roger says, I meant that Supreme Court candidate Amy Cohen Barrett is trying to remove her past opinions and posts. And I, I, um, Thank you, Roger, for clarifying that. I figured I figured that was the case. Um, okay, so you post public. Let's see. Ooh, a lot of comments. <laughs> a lot, a lot of comments here. Um, so James says, um, "Okay, James, we, we're not going to go down this." Yeah, no, let's, political that space. doesn't have to do anything about politics. Yeah, let's, let's help yeah, people to go off. down. Um, again, you know, here we are, not yeah. trying to go down this road. So, no, you may get blocked by some hiring managers on LinkedIn if you use LinkedIn for broadcasting your political and personal positions on issues that have nothing to do with job descriptions. Yeah, so, here we go again. You know, yeah. um, absolutely true. So Habibu thanks us for having, um, um, you know, he's encountering more senior level opportunities than entry level. It's just that there's not a whole ton of entry level positions out there. We had a really, really good uh, conversation and we, we will continue to have conversations around entry level. There's just not a lot of entry level roles, as many as we would like to have in the industry. So we're trying to get more, you know, trying to continue to have those conversations around entry level roles and they are much harder to find. Um, do you ladies agree with that? Or do yeah. you, what are your thoughts? Yeah, unfortunately, a lot of the um, schools, you know, where people go in and they spend thousands and thousands of dollars getting certified or additional um, degrees in cybersecurity, they think that they're going to just waltz in with no actual real world experience. And it's not going to happen. You're not going to 
you know, you don't have the the year not actual experience behind you. So you have to start somewhere. Um, mm-hmm. And it might be you're going to have to, you know, everyone starts somewhere. And yeah, you might have been a director at another company, um, but it wasn't in IT or cybersecurity. Um, you're, it's just not going to happen. So I think some of the some of the expectations on the candidate side and a lot of I know late posted about this a couple of weeks, maybe last week, um, that a lot of we think that some of the expect some of the expectations that are out there are that you know you can go and take this boot camp and then immediately get into a role and in some cases you know smaller rather than larger like you know in some cases yes that is true but there is um you know usually a longer process not super long not five years not eight years not you know a ton of time but taking a six-week boot camp and then expecting to immediately jump into a six-figure opportunity like i think some of the um some of the expectations are a little bit off well some of the schools will even advertise once you get this go through this boot camp you can make 80 90 000 a year um six-figure salary they'll post that to in um, if you don't have the experience, you're going to have to take a lower level role. What I recommend for people trying to break into cybersecurity is look for a position where it will uh, sponsor a clearance. So even if it's a lower level role, you may only be in it for a year, you know, and you may get some very valuable experience in those roles. So um, definitely, definitely look for specifically, um, must you know on the job descriptions eligible for clearance you know that's a that's a really positive thing if you're looking to break in yeah so um danielle laughs she says i really did i really did weaponize social media renee and it's true i love that comment so for anyone that wasn't here last week um, we had on Shellen, I forget his last name, but he's out of South Africa. And he talks about weaponizing social media for your career in a positive way. And so um, I told him I was going to steal that and I probably would be using it very, very often. And Danielle's right. I probably use it every day since, since he's been on the show because I think it's so powerful. You know, you could use social media in such a positive light to Danny's point, to Jen's point, you know, talking about the job, talking about your skills, talking about how you can make an employer better, how you can be an asset, the things that you've learned, what you're teaching people. Like there's so many things to talk about. Um, and I think people are people are um, kind of going a little bit rogue right now um, during, I think, you know, a combination of the, the COVID and social media, the political landscape, the social um, landscape right now, there's so many things converging um, and it's it's causing this bubble up of you know a lot of discussions, which I think we all can appreciate. But we just want you to be aware of what's happening on the other side. So you post something like this up, and the next thing you know, um, you have uh, potentially not getting interviews and things like that. And you want to understand why, like what's going on. So, yeah. I- and sometimes the position, a lot of times, um, especially in big companies, the job might already, we, they might already have somebody um, that they're hiring. Um, so it's not necessarily you, but with so many people laid off right now, you've got a lot of people applying for jobs or already in process. So, um, and I know people gripe a lot about um, recruiters, but there's a lot of stuff going behind the scenes when 
um, as you are applying. So it is a numbers game. Um, unfortunately, that's the reality. So there's a lot of um, networking needed to be done. There's a lot of different sites you can go to. Um, there's a website I, I recommend people if they're in the job search. It's called uh, hunter.co. Um, and I'll have mm -hmm. Renee uh, share that, but you, you can use it to help track uh, jobs that you're interested in, jobs you're applying to, and it will also um, scrape the web for you and look for jobs that you're, that are pertain to what you're looking for as well. And it's all contained um, right there for you. So you don't have to jump all over the place. Great info. Okay, so um, we are at the 40 minute mark and there's a lot more comments. So I just wanna try to <laughs> zoom through some of these. I did not realize that this was gonna be such a hot topic. I, and you know, it's so funny, a little bit of me, I was like, yeah, I think this is gonna be a good topic, especially the social media aspect, but didn't realize how, um, you know, how much or how many questions or how many, how much was going to happen from this. So we'll have to bring you all back. Uh, <laughs> but we'll go through a couple more questions here and then um, continue on. So how deep are recruiters digging for info via social media? Are they digging into the dark web? Some of us do. Danny. <laughs> <laughs> Some of us do. <laughs> Danny, you are telling these folks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, hey, this is where we are. Um, so, sorcerers, sorcerers do can can dig pretty deep. Um, real sorcerers, yeah. Real sorcerers. Yeah. We we can we can find out some pretty detailed information about candidates, and yeah. and dig really deep in there. So, um, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. How to put a how how deep do you go? Um, pretty much, if it's on again, if it's on the internet, you can find it. <laughs> That's the thing. If it's on the internet and it's public, pretty much anyone can find anything. You know this already. If it's right. public knowledge, you know. And, if you're, if, and also, if you're in cybersecurity, you should be aware of that. Um, right. I, I would like to add something real quick, though, in regards to your resume. Um, I am a certified professional resume writer and I'm published, so um, I kind of know what I'm doing, I promise. But my recommendation is um, I, I've had a lot of people who are in cybersecurity and they put too much information on the resume in regards to do not put your actual home address on your resume. Take it off. All we need are your city, state and zip code. Um, for the protection of your family, I'm just going to tell you, and, in you know, your safety, it doesn't need to be on there. When you are in interview process, going for the, you know, getting an offer, then you're going to provide it to the company, your actual home address and the, the information, you know, in regards to, uh, you know, proof that you graduated and all that stuff. But please be more aware of putting your home address on your resume. I, I just, you know, don't put it on there for, for the safety of your family. Okay, cool. I'm going to read a couple comments because we're at 42 minutes and we'll just have to do another follow-up on this. This was like really, really good um, and so super informative. Danny and Jennifer, I'm going to read a couple comments down here um, and then we will just have to plan to do it again because this was, <laughs> I mean, this was amazing. So uh, Frankie says, great wealth of information from everyone on here today. Thank you. Um, I think this is latent again. Some of us research Facebook with our quote unquote stock puppets. <laughs> you guys want to explain what stock puppets are so people know? Uh, if you're okay. 
the, the, the right to stay silent. If you post to public once, your next post will be to public automatically on Facebook. Um, then um, Shaw Briggs says, basically don't say anything unless it cannot be misunderstood and is generally viewed as positive, playing it safe. Yeah. Um, and I think people, you know, we want people to realize that you can share opinions, you know, just think through, like, would you be saying this in front of the CEO of XYZ company, your SVP, your boss, like whoever, you know, is this offensive to people? Is this, you know, could it be misconstrued that way? Do you look argumentative? Do you look, you know, like, think about, I always say this, take yourself out of the virtual world, put yourself in the physical world. And I'm not saying to you, um, Shaw in particular, uh, Shaw Briggs in particular, I'm just saying to people in general, put yourself in the physical world. Would you be making these comments, saying this, having knockdown, drag out arguments in your company's cafeteria? <laughs> you know, that's kind of where we are in, in terms of seeing people on social media because, you you know, some of the stuff, it's just very, very um, uh, um, shocking and could be looked at as derogatory, could be looked at as so many different things. And especially with people actively looking, it's like, do you want to disqualify yourself before you even get in it? You know, do you want people just backing away like, oh, no, I, I don't even want to touch this? Um you know, and that's one of the points that I want to make. So, uh, whew, boy, goodness gracious, a ton, a ton, a ton of questions here. Um, somebody makes a um, comment, the context matters, which is so true. Greetings from Cameroon. Um, let's see. So I think I'm going to wrap towards the end, Craig Evans is saying, training companies advertise higher salaries and set these expectations sometimes. So Craig is right when he talks about, um, yeah. when he talks about um, um, the training companies saying like, hey, this is what I want to, um, this is, these are the, you know, they, they, oh, they oversell these opportunities and say, oh, you come in here, you do this boot camp for three months, we, you know, get you this sick, this, you know, 100K job. Did one person who may have had some other skill come in and do that or two people or five out of like a hundred, you know, thousands, maybe. But is that realistic? That's really the question. So Bruce says, great session. Thank you. Um, Shaw says, you all need to come back, which I agree with. Um, Roger says, thank you, Danny and Jen, for your time today. And thank you, Renee Small, for introducing them. You are welcome. I want everyone to know these gurus. Um, so... That is all for today. I think that we had an awesome discussion. I cannot thank the two of you enough for being here, sharing. We didn't even get into sourcing, like really deep into like what sources do, the difference between a sourcer and a recruiter and some of these big organizations. So definitely need to have you all back um, to come on and talk about more of these topics. This is clearly a hot topic. Stumbled on a really hot topic today. <laughs> So thank you both. Tomorrow, we're going to be back to another person breaking into security under five years experience. Awesome, awesome, awesome talent coming on. Um, and then more folks this weekend. So for the month of October, we will continue with demystifying cybersecurity careers and also helping you all with, you know, breaking into new opportunities and breaking into cybersecurity. So bye, everybody. Bye.